Have you seen any angels lately? Anyone, you know, seen any angels? Has anyone told you they've been visited by an angel? It would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be memorable. It's not something we expect to happen. It's not an everyday occurrence. Luke starts off, There were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night. This was the end of an ordinary day. A group of shepherds, ordinary people, had gone about their everyday business and were resting while they kept watch. Why these shepherds? Well, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. They were completely unaware of what was happening in a nearby town, that Mary was in labour and giving birth to the long-awaited Messiah. Suddenly, out of nowhere, this angel appeared, like fireworks lighting up the sky. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And the angel makes this announcement. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Then a vast number of angels appeared out of nowhere, singing praises to God. A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favour rests. And this is the scene which is captured in that Christmas carol that we've just sung. Angels we have heard on high, which was written to the tune of a traditional French song. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing all the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Imagine what a choir of angelic voices would sound like, in perfect harmony and melody, singing the praises of God. It would have been the most amazing sound, the most beautiful sound you could ever listen to, in the still night air, echoing throughout the valley, like heaven breaking through and touching our world. And like an angelic chorus giving us a glimpse of worship in heaven. Beautiful music is like the language of angels. I wouldn't be the first person to describe a piece of music as heavenly. Especially when it's a group of voices raised together in a common tune singing a song of praise. God enjoys us singing his praises. It's music to his ears. Um, After all, God created music and he gave us the ability to enjoy music. The angels sang this beautiful doxology or hymn glorifying the Lord God. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The radiance of God's glory surrounded them. Glory is the manifestation of God's presence. The shepherds were in awe. The miracle of Jesus' birth, the heavenly world breaking into our world like the angelic chorus, from going about their everyday life, the world around them was transformed. 
and their response? Well, they could hardly ignore it. How could anyone who has seen God's glory not be affected by it? Wherever God's glory is, wherever God is, his glory emanates from him. And we can see his glory. He chooses to reveal his glory to us. He reveals his glory to us in his creation. God's creation reflects who he is and what he's like. It's magnificence, diversity, creativity, sophistication, his glory. And we can see that glory all around us. When we gaze up at a snow-capped mountain towering above us into the sky, or when we peer into a volcanic crater with the churning molten lava and the heat rising up from the, the depths of the earth, when we, when we look at a, a deep red of a waratah or the soft pink of a rose, when we, see, when we hear the, the sound, the sweet trill of a, of a magpie or a butcher bird, or we hear the thunderclap reverberating overhead, when we gaze up at the stars and which speak of far-off planets and galaxies and things our minds cannot comprehend, then we are seeing God's glory. His creation reflects his nature, divine nature, his immortality, his goodness, his holiness, his glory. We give God the glory as we enjoy the magnificence of his creation. As the psalmists cry out, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. He also reveals his glory to us through his presence. God's glory goes with his presence. Right from the beginning, God's presence was in the Garden of Eden and then with people, his covenant people. Wherever the presence of God came to earth, the glory of the Lord would appear like a cloud or like a burning fire. God appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai, but Moses could not look on the glory of God. The glory of the Lord settled like a cloud on the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant was kept and accompanied the Israelites throughout their wanderings in the wilderness. God's presence would dwell on earth in a tent so it could be wherever the people went as God led them from place to place. As it says in Exodus, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Then, when Solomon became king, he built a magnificent temple in Jerusalem. Not just a house of worship, but to house the glory of God. The temple was built to give glory to God. He reveals his glory in the temple. When the priests brought the ark into the temple, into the inner sanctuary, the priests withdrew from the holy place and the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled his temple. 
And after King Solomon gave a prayer of dedication for the temple, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Something amazing was happening. God brought his presence right among the people and showed them his presence in a tangible way. And people couldn't enter the temple because of the glory of God. It was too much for anyone to come close to. The splendour and holiness of God was too much to bear. The first temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. And the second temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. So where can we see God's glory apart from creation when there is no temple? Instead of in, in a, at a place, it was in a person. God's glory came to earth and was revealed to us in the form of Jesus. John 1, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from heaven full of grace and truth. This is the person whose birth was announced by those angels who came from the father to bring his glory to people. The glory of the mighty God came down from heaven and was revealed in the form of a person like you or me. He was in very nature God, but he took on the form of humans, the appearance of us, and came down to our level, was given a face that we could see. But not like you or me, because he was also Lord of the universe, King of kings, Lord of lords, Messiah, Saviour. He did amazing things, miracles, which showed that he had power over creation, like when he changed water into wine at Cana. It was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. All because God chose to become a person and live among us. And at his transfiguration, Jesus took Peter, John and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendour talking with Jesus. Peter and his companions saw his glory and the two men standing with him. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Jesus came to redeem us and to bring glory to God. And one day he will return to earth to gather his people who follow him and give glory to him. And just before he died, Jesus looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. And so God's glory rests in the person of Jesus. And now God's glory 
rests in us, on us and in us, his people, the church. We are the image and the glory of God. We reflect his glory as we are made in his image. We are dedicated to bringing, to pleasing and bringing glory to God. Jesus continued his prayer, this time praying for us. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Living our lives in obedience and fellowship with him brings him glory. As it says in 2 Corinthians, so all of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. We see God's glory. Our veil is removed when we turn to the Lord. What was invisible to us before suddenly becomes blindingly obvious. We reflect the Lord's glory. And we can see, people can see the glory of the Lord in us. So God's glory is in his creation all around us. The temple which housed his presence, the person of Jesus, and in the church, his people. And on this particular night, the angels sang with the glory of the Lord around them. Glory to God in the highest. Glory in excelsis Deo. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? What the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song? So what is the great news that inspired this heavenly song? Why does God's glory shine around these angelic beings from heaven? Why do these angels burst into glorious song, singing glory to God in the highest? Why was it such a massive thing that the angels had to announce it in such a dramatic way? Luke says, the Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the town of David. The Saviour has come. The greatest news of all time. He is the Saviour, the Christ, the Lord. Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Not just to announce his birth, but to announce the plan of God for the salvation of all people. At a point of history, God's love and power broke through to touch a young woman and miraculously cause her to become pregnant with a child who would grow to become the promised saviour. But why do we need a saviour? Why can't we just keep on going the way we've been going? We've only to look at the state of the world throughout history and right now to see that things are not right. In fact, they're deeply wrong. God can't even tolerate evil, can't even look on any darkness in our hearts. Yet the world and each of us is profoundly broken. No wonder a solution was needed. The news was not just about a special person, but the desperately needed salvation of the world. The angels knew what God was about to do to bring about the transformation of this world. Against the darkness and brokenness of this world, God's glory shines out like the rising sun overcoming the dark night. 
Jesus on the cross conquered evil and offers salvation to everyone. Where we were left with stains of guilt so deep that nothing could wash it away, Jesus gave us a a way to get rid of the stain completely and permanently. He gives us hope and eternal life for everyone who receive him. As it says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Come to Bethlehem and see he whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Our God is worthy of glory. He deserves to be given glory. Singing praise gives glory to God. We give glory glory to God in music and song, just like the angels. We give glory to God in our lives, offered up in spiritual acts of worship. Acknowledging that Jesus is Lord and submitting our lives to him brings glory to God. Philippians 2. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And like the shepherds, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which was just as they'd been told. The Lord God reveals himself, his eternal power, his divine nature. We can see these from what he's made, from the beauty of Jesus, the good news of the gospel, and from what he's done on earth. And these things deserve our respect, reverence, even worship. Humble ourselves and worship the king. That's why we sing in worship each week. The angel's song, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, Glory be to God on high, Glory to God in the highest. Let's give glory to God who deserves the highest glory. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let me pray. Lord God, in all your glory, you came to earth as a person to show us your love. You are worthy of all our praise and worship. We glorify your name. Let your glory cover the earth. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours. Amen.